Welcome to the Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Fanny Darling. And I'm Justin Hartung. As always, a quick warning, there may be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we're going to do our best to let you know they're coming. This week, we've got full spoilery thoughts on the final season of Orange is the New Black. Plus, we went full masochist and watched Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, the good old days when men were men and women's feet were really dirty? As always, we'd like to start off with a plea to rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice. They say that it would help people find us, and we'd like for that to happen. And we turn immediately to pop culture this week. What'd you do, Justin? Not much. Uh, I was in New York, and we just recorded a few days ago, and I am way behind in pop culture. So the only thing that I know we've both done is Orange is the New Black. Uh, Last week, we talked about our general thoughts about the season. We are going to go full spoilers here. Um, All the chickens. uh, (laughs) One chicken, two chicken, three chickens. Uh, We are going into spoilers for the final season of Orange is the New Black. So if you do not want to hear about those, and we understand if that's the case, because it's pretty recently dropped so uh you know take a minute and fast forward if you don't want to hear it um what did you think of all of the final season of orange is the new black all spoilers on the table bail out now if you're not ready well that was a big heaping helping of emotions there um as i said last week i think this is a great show i felt like this season they were really prepared for it and they took every character that we needed to have a completion on and really went there. Um, I, I'm going to miss this show. I'm glad they ended it when they did. Um, I just, I, I really think that they did something special here and I, I don't even kind of know where to start. What was your favorite Storyline. Let's start there. We'll we'll delve into a vein, if you will, and and jump off from there. Oh, it's a really good question. Um, I loved uh, Blanca's storyline. I think the most. I think they landed that as far as landing things really well. I mean, if you go back and rewatch the series from the beginning, and she was the weirdo kind of right. goth whatever in the bathroom with the in the stall with the phone. Like the way they've evolved that character and the way that actor has sort of been able to sort of fully inhabit that role and how much you end up caring about her. The fact that there was a happy ending and there were so many rough endings, right. but also it was really interesting to me that she chose to go back to um, you know, her boyfriend. Where where was he? I forget. He's God, I almost think he was in Colombia. Yeah, right, because they said the murder capital of the world, right. which I think is Colombia. Yeah. Um and they um I don't know. I and liked... did you bring money to bribe the gangs? Yeah. They're, like, they're it's, it's so a very bittersweet sweet ending. sweet to each other, And though. all of it is very bittersweet. Yeah. Like, is this a good ending? Like, maybe not, but uh, I just really appreciated where they landed that. I thought her whole arc this season was so expertly done. Um, there are so many arcs that I loved, though. I don't they know. They did a great job with her, even makeup and costume-wise, 
in making her look so scary when she's in prison and so without really changing her makeup much but like the scenes when they show her in a club she's beautiful oh, she's totally beautiful and she's yeah. hot and she's like kind she's of warm and yeah warm and, and she's and kind and of like, alternative and yeah. and you know like having a good time and then to show her in prison they don't do that much to her makeup and i know a lot of it is her acting but they do this great job of making her just look off because she's in prison you know yeah. and that's the little things that this show is so good at oh. is making you think oh that woman's just terrifying and then five seconds later in a flashback thinking who is this gorgeous woman that you would like want to hang out with totally and i that actor is amazing she's so good <laughs> and the the actor that plays the the boyfriend same thing he shouldn't be as appealing as he is but the way they play off each other made you root for them but also made you love both of them and i i think that's a great they were a great what was your favorite storyline i honestly i really liked caputo and fig um i mean caputo and tasty and starting their whole thing and how he taught her to stand up for herself and how she taught him to care about himself. I loved that too. But here's my thing about Caputo and Fig. What I really liked about the way they did that, this is they could have just made these two people hate each other, but not be able to get away from each other. And they didn't do that. Instead, they made them two people that are somewhat prickly and have their ugly moments. But, and and make their prickly jokes but it was so obvious that they had actual affection for each other and that they actually supported each other and saw what was good about each other they were just you know cynical people who made cynical jokes and i really liked the way they handled that instead of just making it this you know let's have hate sex which i don't which they were doing for a while they did for a while and i liked the way they handled these two people together i really liked fig's story coming around to seeing her inmates the way that caputo saw her his inmates and caring for them and doing what was right by them her whole story of do i want to have a baby or not and how do i help this woman who's been brutalized and and I know that that having a baby would affect her negatively and nobody cares except me. Um, I liked their whole story, which incorporated her story within the uh, the ICE detention center a lot. What did you think of the Me Too storyline? They make a joke about it. It's the only reason I'm laughing. Right. Um, but what did you think of that? I mean, I get that it had happened and so they kind of had to deal with it. It felt a little tacked on and a little, like, brought up and resolved. I liked... I really liked the scene with the the baby, the woman who killed her children, saying, nobody can look at me, and it's gotten a little better, and it'll get better for you, too. I kind of liked that. Um, I thought that was an interesting scene, and it showed the humanity of both those people. But I just... I realized that there was no way to avoid it because he did do it earlier and it's who that character was. But I wish that they had either expanded it or just left it off. 100% agree. Like, it seems like it could have been... I mean, it should have been dealt with kind of earlier. from the beginning of the yeah. season. It just sort of came out of nowhere towards the end. And it was my one disappointment with that storyline yeah. is I feel like they 
kind of need to just service that. Like, they're like, oh, look, here's how you handle it. You just sort of apologize and recuse yourself from everything. It's like, right. no, that's the problem. Is like, you actually need to look at what that means. To right. Sort of... And I thought that they tried to handle the, you have to look at what it means. And, 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 you know, there was a couple of speeches about that. But they didn't have time to show that come to fruition. So they should, I don't know, They it was handled not great. Yeah. I also really enjoyed um, Tasty's storyline. I just got to give a shout oh. out. Danielle Brooks, she, uh, give her the fucking Emmy right now. If you don't, you're morons. She was great. Um, and this is the best season she's had to work with stuff. Yeah. Um, just that struggle from being at your lowest low and finding some sort of redemption and just yeah, it wasn't corny. I really bought it. No, it wasn't it was, corny at all. I didn't um, find that Black Cindy's uh, nope. storyline was and corny at not all. Not a happy ending and, right there. Like, yeah. barely kind of a happy ending, right. but not really a happy ending. I right. Mean, she's on the streets, as far as we know, right? As far like, as we know. Um, I mean, this this is one thing I want to call out. I think the show did a really amazing job of the balance of some of these stories are gonna be a little hopeful some of them are gonna be pretty hopeful some of them are gonna be wretched (laughs) right because that's the way life is um pentataki i mean we're in spoilers so we're just gonna talk about it that was uh really really sad um yeah and she i think she played all of that really well this season she did um it was a very sad ending to that character which also felt very realistic absolutely Um, and you know and it was funny when she sat the test at the end i said i bet she passed i know yeah you know and it was but i thought the way they'd play it was that you know, she'd get mad, and then it'll tr- it would turn yep. out she passed. And yep. the way they did it was much more realistic. And yep. I, I tip my hat to them. I don't like it, but it's much more realistic. And and I'm glad she got to yell at Loose. How do you pronounce his name? Oh, Loose Chuck. Yeah, I mean, she got was... to yell at Loose Chuck before she went because yeah. that guy deserved every bit of her ire. I know, and I'm glad he had a little Ugh. moment of kind of owning up to some, yeah. uh, you know, fucked up stuff um i did not all right let's talk a little bit more about things we didn't like okay and i want to say this is final episode i will say i think the season has treated a lot of these storylines well but maybe not so well in this final episode i thought the whole thing with the guard and alex was a little bungled like making her look kind of a crazy stalker i did not right it's just i don't know they built up a real potential to have a guard there that had an interesting story and i don't know for everything they're talking about i mean sort of know what they're saying it's like that guard character what, what's her name Mc- yeah mcauliffe yeah mcauliffe that was she it. never felt at home with the boys she never felt right. at home with the girls like i sort of get what they were going with that and but... if they needed to transfer uh prep character they could have Found another way to do that and still had those two, yeah. re- the relationship between the two of them that had questions. Yeah. I get why they had to transfer her. They had to have the final reckoning of the one true pairing of Orange is the New Black. We can get into that in a minute. Cause... Yeah, we should. But there was another way to do that. And, yeah. and some of the stuff that they interacted with was interesting. It was interesting up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. But to turn her into, I stalked you on the street and you don't deserve her. And then now I'm nowhere. crazy and get rid of her or I'm going to blackmail you. It, it yeah. was odd. I didn't it, care. For it that. was odd. Um, uh, what else? What other storylines? I was happy. There Gloria was the new warden. Oh, yeah. um, the new warden. I mean, 
Tamika's whole storyline, and she was a weird secret MVP this season. Right? Like, she I did was not great. see that coming. Uh, I'm very upset that Hellman is the new warden. Like, that's, <laughs> but, again, a very realistic, like, yeah. Ugh. how are these people going to deal with this? Um, I don't quite know how they reconcile Hellman being the warden and Tacey also having her amazing sort of... Uh, school program how those two things right how's that gonna work together um yeah some of the ending i didn't necessarily buy um what else uh the ending with the ohio kind of reveal of all the characters it was nice at the same time i'm like oh god all these poor people are just like (laughs) we had nothing you knew you had nothing to do on the final season of orange is the new black um and i kind of hope they don't do a spinoff there's been some rumors of some sort of spinoff we don't need it um, no, I don't we really don't. need to see Yoga Jones' backstory that badly. Um, she was there explaining Mandela's. That's what she does. Exactly. We got it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's see. Suzanne and the chickens with you weren't such a fan. I liked it. Um, you're not a big Lori Petty person. I thought that uh, was cute together. But yeah. um, what were the other storylines that we're forgetting before uh, we go Red. Into- oh, I oh. mean... So Red, it ended very unsatisfactorily. Like, having her just be mad at Frida was... I I mean, I, she had that nice conversation with Nikki. Right. Um, and this is true to the way dementia works, is it comes in and out, and you don't really know. And so I sort of appreciate that. Um, but it... Uh, that was just a little heart-wrenching. Like, Can we talk about Nikki kind of... running that kitchen there at the end, though? Oh, yeah. She... Yeah. Okay, I, I no spinoffs. I don't want any spinoffs. I could watch Natasha Leone run that kitchen. She's just she is so good, so good on. And this she show. was so good this year yep. on this show. That character is a revelation. I'm so happy that it gave her back her career. I so amazing everything she did all the stuff she did with the woman who imagined that her baby wasn't dead why can't i think of her name right now thank you lorna read all the juggling that she did which was her whole thing obviously it was her storyline but wow she was good and And which if there's a sequel is going to be about her uh being codependent as the next phase in her recovering because it's like red too trying to fix everybody true same with red but yeah i mean i you worry about nikki i kind of was hoping that last scene would be red saying i was too codependent worried too much about all of you don't do that it's not gonna be yeah but if you're she wasn't it was i'm a mom yeah and that's a mom yeah I'm a prison mom, and that's what we do. Yep. And, you know, you give them the bucket to puke in, and you do the best you can. Yep. That's a mom. Yep. And she didn't ask her, how do I get out with my sanity? She said, how do I be a mom? Yep. And that's what she told her how to do. Right. So I loved um, Flocka's storyline, the ending of her kind of finding oh. a conscience. And, well, not like she always had a conscience, but like finding a purpose. And yeah, really... I've got a purpose. I'm going to keep yeah. helping. Yeah, I love and that. Gloria that... having to warn her about, okay, but you also have to take care of you. Yeah, Flocka was, was also a, a bit of an under heralded oh, like secret man. mvp of this show i really by the time the show ended you realize oh yeah she was amazing to this whole yep. thing and and walk that funny balance of being the weird smiths right. goth over it sort of woman who adds so much more to her yep. her levels and really lost maritza and all of that is still <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't talk about that last week so i feel like we can talk about it now right. losing maritza in that episode was 
brutal and done so well yeah that's one of the i mean i think that's the best episode of that season yeah it's just incredible um all the court stuff i mean uh the new character whose name i'm forgetting that ended up going back to el salvador talking jamie to farrell her, from 24 um, um uh, but yeah talking to her kids before she's deported and then um, her ending was devastating was really trying devastating. to get back and yeah. mm. twist her ankle and um yeah this show deserves all the fucking praise in the world yeah. for being the only show that I know of that really is talking about this stuff right. directly and in ways that are... Uh, and actually now, okay, we know that we have made money off of this women in prison thing and we've made this story. Let's see if there's a- anything we can get back. Actually trying to do these microgrants and that being a real thing yep. is kind of stunning. I was a little... I didn't know that was happening. My son knew. He'd seen it on Samira Wiley's Instagram. But they are actually... There's actually a Pusey Washington microgrant fund I that you that can... I saw that end credit. Yeah. Yeah, that you can donate to and help people who are trying to get out of prison and trying not to get back in prison. And I think that's having quote unquote exploited this for gain, you know, it's not, these are not like the seventies exploitations of, of prison movies, but having made money off this and having gained from the, you know, why can't I think of the, lasciviousness no i can't think of the word of women in prison to then turn around and try and figure out how to give back is amazing wonderful and i'm quite touched by that all right so we got to talk about the white pretty elephant in the room um yeah uh, piper and alex it's i i was definitely a little disappointed that they Focus so much on that in the yes. end. I did not care. I, I thought we care. were done with that story, and that was a bummer. And also, I'm sort of glad, and I know why they didn't. They didn't have her become the white savior, right? Writing the book, and right? Sort of, they Which just, I thought they were going to do. Yeah, I was very happy we didn't have to deal with that. Um, but I do felt like it was a, a kind of a misreading of the show, and then maybe that has to do with the real Piper. Whatever her name is. Still yeah. being, yeah. Yeah, not... Kiernan. Yeah, totally getting what the show had become to people. Like, we right. really did not care that much. I appreciate both of those actors. I think right. they did a great job. Um, but I did not care. Like, I could have been happy being like... Okay, a little bit. Half. her deal with her kind of finding her own thing and acknowledging her privilege and finding her place in the world. And I don't really care if they end up together. That was right. such a waste of time. Or... Show them end up together. We, there was just so much of it. So much other stuff I wanted to see that I cared about. And we spent time with that. So much of it. And I just... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I... It's the only thing that's going to keep this, in my mind, from going down as like one of the great last seasons of all time. Because I, mean, I feel you... like this finale just leaned in the wrong direction. Right. When the best scene, though, was friggin' the guy from American Pie telling her who she was, and that was a great that scene. Was a good scene. And I don't like that guy. He's good in that scene. He's, it's a great scene. Yeah. And we could, you could have gotten that scene with about half as much con- Piper content. Yep. You know? I mean, and, she's been half as long in general. But, yeah, no, yeah. I just... I, I, I thought we spent way too much time on it. It, it. it was in every episode. It didn't need to be. I thought we made it clear from season two on that nobody was that interested in Piper. Yeah. And I th- I feel like they got it for a couple of seasons. And then they were like, oh, actually, we think you act- are interested. Yep. And they were wrong. Yep. So, yeah. Overall, 
Great show, really good season. Yes. Um, I mean, I think pretty strong final season. Oh, absolutely. Run of things. Um, if you liked Orange is the New Black and you gave up a little bit, just you can even skip the middle ones. Just read yeah. some Wikipedia entries. These last watch two seasons. Their, you can watch their recaps. Yeah. Their recaps are good. This last two seasons were, I thought, among Very the best good. for like a season six and seven. Like pretty amazingly good. Um, and I think a show that we said last week fell off a lot of people's radar unfairly. This is a show that's doing great work and uh believing in good things and launching great actors giving them great roles um give it some emmys it deserves it yep um all right what else you got in pop culture i I did nothing as i said because uh the last time that netflix told me it was going to keep me up all night and the twists and turns were going to drive me insane i watched that secret obsession show that was not a good movie now they are telling me that typewriter is going to keep me up all night what's that Type, typewriter is a ghost Ooh. show it's uh it's shot in hindi which by the way netflix stop deciding that i want to watch the dubbed version of shit Have you got an x i do not i do well i have a nix by proxy parker is so sick of this shit that he want he specifically asked this to be next on the show there is a way around it, but Netflix has decided that we all want to watch the dub version of everything. So, Money Heist, good show, except when you can't under you can only hear the dialogue in that weird stilted I am talking, not matching my mouth yeah, dialogue, and it messes with the soundtrack in the background. It's terrible. Stop doing this. If you want to know the way around it, you have to go into settings, Pick audio, go to the original language, and then turn on the English subtitles. That's how you get around it. When we first started watching Typewriter, I thought, this is stilted and awful, and I don't want to watch this. Until it switched to the original Hindi, only they like speak half Hindi, half English. It's like people who write in half cursive, half... Right. It's beautiful. It's funny. This show is about... A haunted house. Oh, what, what do I not know about the show? Right, it's awesome. Okay, so there's this group of kids who are ghost hunters, one led by this one girl, Sam, and her dog, Buddy, her golden retriever, Buddy, who they want to find out if ghosts are real because she wants to basically get in touch with her dead mom. And then there is, like, this haunted house that may have black magic involved and, like, doppelgangers. And it's, like, there's not, it's not super scary, but... It's really good and it's charming and these kids are running around trying to catch ghosts, but also there's a somewhat interesting ghost, like haunted house, older older people mystery too. It's called Typewriter. It's getting all kinds of buzz. It's on Netflix. I've watched like four, I think out of eight episodes. I think there's, there's six or eight and I've watched about half of them. I, I love it. I I'm think it's really this fun. the minute uh, it's, you head out tonight. It was really fun. <laughs> Not so, even heard of this. Super worth it. Make sure you turn on the original just go to, to to language, choose Hindi, and then it's turn an, on it's your... It's like an Indian... Is it like an Indian TV yeah. production? Okay. Yeah. Nice. It, right. I mean, it's a Netflix original, okay. but yes, it was filmed, I believe, somewhere in India. You awesome. know, they, they all have okay. the, the British Indian right. accents. Right. It's so much fun. Fun. I'm into it. Um, and that's it. That's it. Um, should we get into our main topic? Why is it our main topic? Uh, just because we already talked about Orange is the New Black next oh. week. and It's not we just, because of the feet? 
No, it's not because of the feet. And also, we just want to get through this because, uh, anyways, without further ado, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Tarantino, that would be Quentin Tarantino's ninth-ish film. Uh, We we did some math on that. Nobody quite knows uh, what. He calls it his ninth film. Yeah, he's done some other stuff. The math doesn't totally add up. Uh, Like most of Tarantino. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt play fictional TV star and his stump double, respectively. They make their way through a very Tarantino-ish vision of 60s Hollywood and eventually cross paths with the real-life events of the Manson murders. Uh, Fanny knows a lot more about those Manson murders than I do, uh, so this was a little more in her lane than mine. What did you think of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Boring. (laughs) This was so boring. It was like the first 15 minutes was kind of cool. There was a couple of neat Tarantino shots. You got to see Brad Pitt drive a car like a crazy person, which upset you and made me want to be in the car because, yeah, I admit I'm that person. He drove Um, so fast. He he drove crazy. I get it. But it was also a little bit appealing. The roads were very empty back then. That's right. Then... It turned into two hours of boring spaghetti western process about how they're made and DiCaprio crying and then there was 15 minutes of Manson stuff and I don't, I didn't get it. What'd you think? Um... I liked one scene in this movie. There's one scene that I think is worth Didn't watching. Have any people in it that will probably end up in film. You know, the Tarantino like highlight reel or whatever. Thirty years in the future, there's a scene of neon signs turning on in Hollywood. They it are is like beautiful. beautiful neon signs. They pop violently and come on. It is the most Tarantino-ish image ever. Like that's all I needed. It should have just been like. Uh, like a two-minute film of neon signs popping on. I fucking hated this movie. Uh, I mean, granted, I was not very excited going into it. We talked about last week, should we see this or not? We decided we should. It's so in the zeitgeist. Um, I I will say my one little caveat is I'm always excited to have non-sequel IP, like, you know, making money and putting money into it. I think all the actors are... Although we've had a lot of Manson shit, guys. Oh, my God. Leo's fine. I really still continue to not get the Leo thing. He's fine. Pitt was great, though. It's like if he were if Leo DiCaprio had been punched in the face as a young person and had like a crooked nose, he'd be a pretty good character actor. Right. He's not the marquee guy. Like I just don't buy it. Brad Pitt is a sex on a stick. Right. There's nothing. There's really. He's not even that good. He's just sex on a stick. I love that the movie. Oggles him on a rooftop with his shirt off. The, the Although, movie knew makes that's the mistake not to have Sharon Tate ogle him from the <laughs> rooftop. Like, I was, th- that was like the one thing I was waiting for. Well, but he's for. not short and, <laughs> and doesn't look like a 12 year old. And yeah. uh, granted, I did not know much about the Manson murders, so a lot of it I think probably went over my head, but I don't really care. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's really boring in the middle. There's, oh my God, so boring. Really, like, Tarantino. Even when I don't like him, is always pretty good at like a plot mm-hmm. pacing and, and dialogue. Hitchcock and yeah, John Woo and sort of black exploitation and crackling dialogue. This movie didn't have any of it. I don't know. Dialogue what the, was boring like, as hell. I really don't know what the hell people are seeing in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was shockingly boring. Tarantino told them it was good. It is start pretty boring, boring, boring slaughter. <laughs> 
This is. I mean, spoilers. When I don't look at the slaughter, that's yeah. And it was just over the top, and like people were laughing, and it just there's a Bruce Lee thing, and all this racist, sexist tropes. This is not a good movie. I did not appreciate that they played the slaughter for laughs and. It's okay to laugh at the really over the top gruesome murder of women because they're they were there to do something bad. I mean, I still I don't even like what like, this is like. People who laugh at prison rape jokes: rape is rape, slaughter is slaughter, violence against women is violence against women. Um, I didn't want to see the violence against Tex Watson's character either. I I get. That they were there to do something horrible. I understand. I, mm. It's it's just the hypocrisy, right? Of like, I like if we put the violence in the hands of the supposed victors, which is already right. already problematic in this movie because it's like maybe this guy kills his wife, and maybe it's a metaphor for old school Hollywood masculinity, so triumphing over dirty hippies or whatever. Um, but it's also. Like in his other movies, it's the Nazis or it's the slavers right. or, um, you know, it's sort of like they're gangsters and bad people. Then they're really bad people. It's just the most uh, I'm going to have my cake and eat it, too. I really just want to see violence. I don't really care who it's towards, except we all know it's sort of best when it's towards uh, women and um, anybody sort of not the masculine hero. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to pretend I care about something. But, like, care about what? This movie means nothing. There's nothing. It is two hours and 45 minutes of nothing. It okay, no... you've convinced me. Give me back my dollar. <laughs> that was a Quentin Tarantino yeah. joke. Uh, <laughs> this is... I mean, I didn't even have expectations and this is still going to go in my disappointments. Also, right. the music choices. That's what you can count on him for! Normally, like... Okay, I know the fucking Mamas and the Papa songs. I know all of these songs. Go, like, you couldn't even go deeper. Like, okay, there was... Mama and the... There's a reason for that. I and know, it's tied I into know. Manson. I know that. But yeah. even so, it's, yeah. you know... It was basically greatest hits of Hollywood scandal and YouTube reels of 60s Hollywood. And Damien and... Lewis can go take a hike. And none of it added up to anything. I did not like this movie. And it was funny. We were bad-mouthing it on the way to the car. And there was a couple that it was walking by us. Did you see them? No. And were they, they not happy with us? They clearly had enjoyed it. And people <laughs> were responding to this movie. And they were looking at us like we were crazy people. And we talked to somebody tonight at the bar who clearly liked it. It is... Definitely people are enjoying this movie. Great. I just, right now, in a culture of three mass shootings in three days and his kind of fetishization of violence, maybe this is where I'm coming from. If you have nothing to say, then fucking just get out of my face. Like, if you want to talk about violence in a real way and how it affects people, um, we're just, I'm not at a point in culture right now where I want to feel violence is celebrated or that there's pleasure in it or that it's funny. Like I just, I'm just not there right now. So maybe that's just me. Um, so I just, I agree. I, I mean, I didn't hate it over the top like you did. I just thought it was super really boring and borderline, not even borderline. There was a lot of problematic sexist issues. Uh, there, he's always got some racist stuff. I didn't feel like that was nearly as bad as it has been in other films. But the, oh, this is Sharon Tate's movie and she has six lines thing was a bunch of bullshit. I, I call you on your bullshit. It's not true. Uh, the Dirty Feet. Yeah. 
uh, really weird and creepy mm-hmm. and a fetish. And also calling out hippies. Like, I make fun of hippies all the time. It's awesome. But do not posit that, uh, you know, macho fucking, like, you know, Ronald Reagan type characters are the answer to our hippie problems that we're facing. Like, that's a really horrible fucking message right, right. now. Um, right. So, you know Because, what? yes, the Manson family was the Manson family and they did terrible things and there's that side of hippies. There's also the side of hippies that marched on Washington and stopped the Vietnam War and kind of Pushed started... quality and yeah, racial quality. Started and, like, changing it yeah. so that we can now... So fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Sorry that it screwed you up and you don't get to own a gun as easily as you want to Quentin Tarantino in California. But yeah, I know that there was some bad, those people did a lot of bad acid and listened to a really, really scary dude. Um, I'm next in your fucking 10th movie. That's, that's my next right there. I'm not, I'm probably not going to see it. I didn't see the last one. Um, I think Django and chain for me really turned me off of him. I, I think, I rode with a lot of his earlier stuff. I mean, there was a perverse, sadist thrill in some of those Pulp Fiction kind of era movies, Reservoir Dogs. Um, that- I'm going to stand up for Reservoir Dogs. Most of the violence happens off screen. Yeah. People think they see a lot more violence in Reservoir Dogs well, than was, you actually see. And it was a different time. Mm-hmm. It was just like there yep. was a... And he is just made the same fucking movie and is not interested in... Anything yep. about the way the world is changing, and uh, that is the very definition of conservatism. Yep. Fuck you. Having uh, just rewatched <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, I will tell you it stood up a lot better than this movie did. Yep. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think he's made some great movies, so I'm not. I'm not here to just only be a turned, you know, like pooper. No, this um, was not good. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, wrap that up. Okay. Uh, and we will uh, talk more next week about hopefully something a little more fun. We'll yes. have to figure it out. Um, typewriter. Typewriter. I'm really <laughs> excited to watch Typewriter. Thanks for that tip. Uh, you can talk to us on Facebook at uh, The Next. Just Google us. We have a Facebook group there. Uh, MotionNix at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at TheNextPodcast.com. I'm on Twitter at Justin Hartung. And I'm at Fanny V. Darling. Talk to you next week. Bye.